0: Welcome back to Fortitude, everyone. JW BP. I'm pretending like we can hear the music. I know. There's Who music somewhere in there. Yeah. This is Fortitude. Today's guest is a is a friend of ours. More friends there than here, but definitely a good dude. Virat Dave, uh, a gastroenterologist. Um, he's got a really cool story, Brenton. Yep. As you know. Yep. Uh Varat, thank you for joining us, yeah, my thanks friend. For sure. us. We're thanks grateful for, having for your me. time. I yeah. Appreciate it.
1: So A M. And at the house, but then you're UT Longhorn.
2: So undergraduate, uh, Longhorn, and then uh, med school, A M. But who
1: do we root for on Saturdays? Uh, the team in Orange. And quite, um, is the word vehemently, I would say? Is is that the right adjective? Yeah. Is so that you're
0: word- a Gary Patterson fan. I, I must love,
1: be. I, I'm just thankful that... That uh,
2: that we have him on the sideline, right? So all I roads are he's... leading that
0: way at, with <laughs> TCU in Texas. We hopefully yeah. this this airs before that. It may or may not, but let's pretend it does. So. But you're
1: married to a, a gal who goes I'm married to a full blooded Aggie, and then three children. And how does the split take place? So it's there? interesting.
2: It's pretty. It's it's pretty interesting. So Devin, my oldest, um, will root for both equally. Okay. Like he wants both teams to win. He wants peace in the house. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Shivin, the middle one, almost exclusively roots for AM. Although he says he's kind of going for UT, but you can tell his heart's not in it. Whatever mm-hmm. he needs from
1: mom that day Exactly. the ride exactly. or money. Exactly. That, that and then
2: thing. Dylan, uh the smartest of all of them. Uh, roots exclusively for the job, UT. Dylan. Yes. Yeah. I mean yes. he's a smart Dylan boy. Dylan got some street yeah. cred right there. He knows. He knows. So
1: then did the stud the post uh classroom studies Scott and White hospital? Where? In, um, In Temple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In so Temple.
2: yeah, we did um uh you know, at that point, even as a student, we did all of our third year and fourth year rotations at Scott and White and Temple. And then I stayed on and did internal medicine and my GI Fellowship uh uh, and scott white it's okay. okay nice
0: mm-hmm. well Virat, as you probably can imagine or maybe you've wished this this is the show is brought to you by captex bank thank you mike thomas we know you're out there watching every week diligently you better listen to this one mike too because yeah we're you might you might
1: learn something intestinal <laughs> fortitude
0: yes <laughs> speaking of so uh we're not 50 yet well brenton's a little bit over 50 right How are you at 50 Fifty-five. Okay, yep. <laughs> the, those of us don't know what is a gastroenterologist for at. So
2: gastroenterology in general, it's it's
0: just uh, the study
2: of uh, all things gut and related. You know, so any type of esophageal, stomach, intestinal, colon problems, but also uh, liver and pancreas uh, issues. And then okay. there are some folks that will sub-specialize into only pancreatic work. And there's a subgroup of, of doctors that are hepatologists that only do liver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're a general gastroenterologist, you do all of those things.
0: Very and, nice, and can
2: then ask on other colleagues for help if needed.
0: There's so, a lot of things that in, that entails, which we'll delve into. But mm-hmm. before we get into that, why, why, and how did you decide that that's what you want to do with yourself?
2: So you know, when I when I was uh, you know starting in medicine, um, you know, once you go through the rotations, then you kind of get an idea of you know you get exposed to multiple different types of things, and so I am. Um, definitely wanted to um do something related to internal medicine and it really came back kind of came down to doing gastroenterology or cardiology and uh i really enjoyed both fields um, uh, gastroenterology just gave me a slightly better lifestyle
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: you know cardiologists i love them uh, they just work all the time they right? do well because because their emergencies are you know it's you know time is muscle right so they need to get there and reopen those blood mm-hmm. vessels and revascularize and get things going. And, and, uh, and, and everybody that has chest pain is going to get a call, you know, yeah. get, a, get a cardiology to, to, you know, if you power to down order.
0: two cookies before the show, you might, you know, have some concerns possibly. <laughs> well, Verat
1: might just say, that's just a slight case of diarrhea. Why don't you call me in the morning? I'm sleeping. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're covered so both life- ways. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So the lifestyle, I, I really do enjoy GI medicine. I think it's just something that's very fascinating. I think, you know, a lot of how we feel on a day-to-day basis um, uh, can relate to how we feel
1: right in here in our right, gut. Right, you know, right. and, and How did you start realizing that? Because mm-hmm. clearly, you know, there's been this great movement of proper gut maintenance mm-hmm. and all. And mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you look mm-hmm. on Insta or whatever, and mm-hmm. my feed's got it, like all kinds of the... Dirt water or cavacha or whatever the you know all this stuff and so Kavacha. but you know or the kombucha yeah I do the kombu- but there's another one that's oh, really? like a mix instead of coffee it's like um like kuchaka or something I don't know <laughs> anyway it um but but you but back when we were in high or high school and college and stuff so, mm. that wasn't the the norm right we I were think, eating you know potatoes, just, steak and taters everything, every you know and thing. I think
2: you know but for the longest time you know everybody has said you kind of you are what you eat yeah. You know, and, and I think that maybe we said it, but we didn't really believe it or mm-hmm. really kind of follow through with that until, you know, here in the last, I would say the last 10 to 15 years, I think um, the conscious, uh, the consciousness about nutrition and, and just exercise and, and has really kind of blown up. And, yeah. And I think people are just now much more aware of, of uh, on a daily basis, hey, we really got to watch what we eat and take mm-hmm. responsibility for our health because- you know, if we just eat a lot of things that, you know, it's, it's fun to eat cookies, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It really is. It's it's the best thing, right? You know, I'm, I'm always up for a good cookie, but you know, it's (laughs) just, you gotta, you know, if you do it all the time, you know, then you're going to have other. An uh, appointment with you. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Or,
0: or the, or the endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. Right. Can you speak to that? Like you, you, obviously you're, you're hinting on it, but Mm -hmm. what has happened in the last 15, 20 years in the American diet that Mm -hmm. has pro pronounced a, a need for people like you in the in the gut issues because we all know there's issues there. Why is the American diet taking such a turn south seemingly? You know, that's a
2: hard question to answer. I think one of the biggest problems uh, as you know is just it's still portions. You know, I think yeah. in general we just eat too much in America, right? I mean we just eat too much. And mm-hmm. it's a good problem to have is the bountiful harvest. And you know, we just we
1: have but more it's than the we productization need. of food, too. Yeah. Right? And then it's so like there's where processing. It became and, a money making thing. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Plus the processing of food. You know, we're not yeah. really sure, you know, you know because you want to provide a product that's, you know, tastes good, but also economical. You cut, mm-hmm. I'm not saying people cut corners, but, you know,
1: stays on the shelf longer, longer.
2: Exactly.
0: D- preservatives, sale, like, yeah. right? You
2: know, all these things. You mm-hmm. know, how does that affect the body long term? I don't think anybody knows
0: the answer to that. But, what, what would be the right, if, if there's a true right portion for a human mm-hmm. being, could you generally speak to that? You know,
2: it, in general, if I have somebody in the hospital and, you know, I can actually control what they're going to eat or how much they're going to eat, we rec- we write for a 2,000 calorie uh, per day diet, mm-hmm. which
1: is really not a lot of food. No. But once your body gets used to it, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's, it's pretty do- easy. It's and doable. then two cookies like that would make... Like I did that. That's your thing. daily intake. Would that's there probably that was probably a thousand calories. Yeah, I do that every couple hours. You know, yeah. you're getting a little Until flush. Are you? Yeah, do you need to lie down? Yeah. When I start swelling, you'll know, and that'll be nap time. Yeah, afterwards. But you know, but I would imagine the majority of your patients that's a stark difference than what they're used to consuming. Correct. Oh yeah. Even if I look at you know, I've counted my own calories.
2: Yeah. you know, got to look in the mirror first, and yeah. I'm, I'm clearly more than two thousand calories a day. I mean, yeah, on, in on average, and and so, you know, I think that leads to a lot of different issues. Um, when you carry extra weight, then you know, GI-wise, we see reflux issues, uh, um, we see fatty liver um, problems, uh, and you know, obesity is a known risk factor for for you know different cancers, colon cancer mm-hmm. being one of them. So you know, it really plays a, a big part in. In, in my practice.
1: Yeah. Something mm-hmm. you told me one time was that you've seen patients who have never had a drop of alcohol in their life come in with cirrhosis, correct? With the-
2: Oh, yeah. There's lots of different reasons people can get uh, chronic liver disease and cirrhosis. So, alcohol is a common one, um, viral hepatitis, so hepatitis B and C, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then just from uncontrolled diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, which can lead to fatty liver or just fatty liver, just from overconsumption of just uh, sugars and sugar foods, and just, kind of just thing? food in general, car- just overconsumption of calories, carbohydrates and sugar. Yes. But oh, uh, I know it's, you know, so we see that
0: overwhelming sometimes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then there's a lot of just different metabolic conditions that your genetic conditions that yeah. can lead to cirrhosis. Yeah.
0: yeah. What are the, the majority of your patients? I mean, what's gen- what generally is the, the vast consumption of what you're seeing
2: on a, on a, you know, a typical day, you know, I see a lot of folks with reflux, um, some people with trouble swallowing uh, related to reflux and getting some scarring in their esophagus. Um, uh, colon cancer screening is a big part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of routine health, ma- health maintenance. Um, a lot of fatty liver disease. Um, a lot of uh, irritable bowel syndrome. That's mm-hmm. another where, you know, everything looks normal, just doesn't work normal. Um, again, could that be related to what we're eating? Um, but there's also a lot of... Um, uh, you know, psychological overlay with uh, irritable bowel syndrome, anxiety and depression can kind of lead to, mm-hmm. to GI symptoms. So there may not be a functional, an, an actual problem here, but it's just the way, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're not right mentally,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, it can affect your gut function.
1: On that note, what would you say the percentage of patients who come to you are coming at the right time? Mm-hmm. Or you're like, my God, you've waited too long. Like how long? I would and s- then how many do you send off going, I know that that's not going to change
2: yeah I mean some folks come and um they're just they're not open minded and they don't want you know they you know they'll come and they they may listen you know, and they're all very nice and they're yeah. very, nobody's really ugly but they mm-hmm. you know they're not going to follow through with what you say, yeah, and you know you live with that we're all adults you know i I will tell you what I would tell my family mm-hmm. and and it's then your job to kind of take it to heart if you want to uh the majority of people I would say you know are coming on schedule now, you know, we talked about colon cancer screening and, you know, you're 55 and, you know, they, they just decreased the age for I colon. I was kidding about that. No, us. oh, you're yeah. not. Okay. i was sorry. <laughs> hey, what a, oh, sorry. I missed the joke. Okay, you guys are too, I can't play poker with you guys. Uh, but, uh, but you know, uh, I didn't think you were I'm either. coughing up a cookie here. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. But, you know, they, they just decreased the age for colon colonoscopies to age 45 instead of 50 because yeah, we wow. were seeing more colon cancers. And even more than that, we're seeing precancers, polyps in, in younger folks. Um, what do you think that, what do you attribute that as a doctor? As a you know, person? nobody knows, but I think definitely obesity, mm-hmm. uh, say higher rates of obesity. We're seeing Why that. did you look at
0: me when you said obesity? That's <laughs> that. Uh, no, I, didn't, yeah, okay, I didn't Okay. Okay. It just was inadvertent. inadvertent. Okay. Uh, uh,
2: and um, the, um, you know, the, so there's the, again, kind of going back to what we're eating. Yeah. You know, could there be some, you know, some of these food additives and, mm-hmm. and you know, artificial colors and, and flavors and preservatives. Is
1: that doing something to our bodies? Mm-hmm um water quality yeah i was gonna ask you about that because you you know they call it like clustering and then there's Mm -hmm. no proof or whatever with this Mm -hmm. kind of but Mm -hmm. but you've talked to me a little bit about Mm -hmm. just seeing like little clumps of little areas where there's some industrial things going on exactly i I had you're just like wow i had three people and they all knew each other and lived in the same area
2: and i diagnosed the first man at age 50 on his screening colonoscopy hasn't having any symptoms had colon cancer. A year or two later, his friend comes to the ER with rectal bleeding, going, is like, well, it's probably nothing. We'll, we'll get, let's scope you while you're there. He was 44. The other gentleman was 50. He had rectal cancer. Then they'd said their friend uh, you know, was having some rectal bleedings. Like, Can you see him? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll see him. That was about a year afterwards. He had just a huge precancerous polyp in his lower colon that I removed but but they all lived oh my gosh in a real small
0: so what area what what did your what was your thoughts on what's causing I like? don't know
2: you know it you know I just I
1: mean there's gotta be, you, you got to be it makes you wonder right. yeah I mean it water it, Sunday wa- night dinners at somebody's house <laughs> yeah. who knows I don't two know, cookies but it, but it makes you <laughs> multiple cookies I found maybe. them in your break room you're liable for these <laughs> but you know you, it makes you think right yeah, yeah and they have
2: seen sure. other clusters of non-GI cancers in certain areas Uh, you know certain bone cancers that are you know extremely rare and you find them in these There was an article just recently in i think it was in southwest pennsylvania that there were some clusters of these bone cancers yeah you know and you know, it makes you wonder is there yeah, something going absolutely. on in those areas
1: is there something going on with the water well or like smoked meats you know or some smoked meats the- is
2: thought to be a risk factor you yeah. know with uh you know you get these compounds built up there called nitrosamines or even pickled foods Oh, really? Pickled? Yeah. So some of the, you know, when you see the, you know, um, the Far East, so Japan and and Korea, they have higher rates of gastric cancer. And so it's thought to be related to some of that smoke, smoking and pickling. Could that be a, Mm -hmm. could that be an issue?
1: Have you ever eaten a pickled egg? Have you ever seen those in the convenience stores? I have, Brenton, yes. You've eaten one? Like Uh, out of that jar at the
0: counter? I don't think I've had many, but I think I've had at least one. Was it good? Uh, I recall it being decent. You pickle anything, it tastes like a pickle. I've never had a pickled egg. It tastes like a pickle more than an egg. I, I recall that it's been a while, but I think so. yeah, what
1: does that do to the intestinal tract when one does consume something that might not be good for us for, like, well there should be you know, like you know we we don't know
2: that there's a again the, the, there's a it's a theory about the the those compounds those nitrosamines is yeah. that
1: doing something over time, and you got to eat a lot of it over yeah. years, right?
2: So if you just eat one pickled egg,
1: yeah, it's probably not gonna do it. Let's say it was a pickled egg that had been. The shelf life. The shelf life. So yeah, so food
2: poisoning. So then there's probably some type of a bacterial infection there that releases a toxin. Okay. So that's going to cause a, you know, immediate effect on the GI
1: tract to cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, on but the it's inside, it just in inside. it hits the sensitive wall exactly. there exactly, and then it's, it's like your body's going no way, we can't it. handle this. Exactly, Get
2: it out. exactly, and that and it's usually a short. It usually, it's going to happen within a few hours after eating the contaminated food. Okay, and then it's usually twenty four hours, mm-hmm. and then yeah. your body kind of resets and yep, and you're okay. Yep. But it's that toxin. It's a toxin mediated effect. So and it's not causing a damage per se, but that toxin is causing all these things to happen. Then once your body gets rid of it, then you're. Good.
1: And is it true that then the water just like surges exactly, to it and that's exactly. Why it goes. So then you get the water, you know, the
2: GI tract. The whole idea from the GI tract is right. You're eating all these uh, and drinking, eating and drinking food and water and liquids, extract the nutrients and all the water, and then just get rid of a minimal amount of waste. Okay, but it's a very efficient system. Yeah, you know, but when you get kind of derailed, then yeah, mm-hmm. then
1: then all everything just comes out. Are you seeing more um stuff like diverticulitis like is it, are we eating more harsh things that are in our tra- so, like it's we're we're ripping up our guts a well, little more Well I'm seeing You're a lot
0: talkies, of sprinting so <laughs> oh
1: yes the one chip challenge <laughs> oh, No way I have never had that Have you, you I have haven't done it my middle son Shivan, has done it <laughs>
2: Shivan has done it, and uh, actually, my older son actually also did something, and uh, in on video, did a Carolina Reaper, and it just burned his mouth. And you can actually get ulcerations <laughs> in the mouth and from some of these super hot peppers.
1: Yeah. You can you can get some issues and with that. And dairy um, is the only alternative, like to bring it down Yeah, or dairy and just kind of just time, you know, yeah. just kind of wash it out.
2: But uh, the diverticulitis question. Yeah. So, I'm seeing a lot of diverticulitis, even in younger people, but it's not not in the manner that you're thinking that, oh, it's causing, you know, the, these rough foods are causing these pockets to form on your colon. It's just a lack of fiber in our diet. So if you don't eat enough fiber in your diet, then you can develop mm-hmm. the pockets, which is diverticulosis. And then if you get bad luck,
1: it gets infected and you get diverticulitis. Right. Is the idea because it's like the tube is not getting cleaned sufficiently? Mm-hmm. Is that kind so of the, fiber the You idea? know, if you
2: kind of go back, um, yeah. And, and, and it, 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 the fiber is a natural laxative, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just going to flush your system and keep you regular. The the thought is if you don't have enough fiber um, in your diet and in the in the lumen of the col the you know through the colon is that you can increase the luminal intraluminal pressure and then there's certain weak points in the colonic wall where the blood vessels have to perforate through yeah and then the the increased pressure will then create that bubble or yep, pocket right. to form yeah, um, yeah. it's like just so much pressure just, exactly that it some,
1: starts splitting the wall or exactly something. yeah exactly yeah
2: so <laughs> You know, that, that's so we're, I see a lot of it. I see it in older, you know, it's generally a, a, an issue of older folks, you know, 50 yeah. and older, but, you know, younger people can get it. And in fact, if younger people get it, they tend to have a more aggressive course because diverticulitis, you know, a lot of people, they'll get it. You get antibiotics, you know, oral antibiotics, yep. and you're good.
0: Right.
2: Some people, they'll get an abscess or even perforate their bowel, like where you have to have an emergency mm-hmm. surgery, then get a bag. Right. And so for the rest of your life? No, no, short oh, yeah. term, you know, and then, you know, they can rehook things up, you know, six months to they a year cut, later, like just cut the pipe. And it, then- yeah. And then hook it back. But if you do it when it's infected, it won't heal. So you have to cut it, let it heal six months to a year later, come back and reattach everything. Oh, wow.
1: But younger people tend to have a more aggressive course. Being an internal guy, is it harder to fix things on the inside than like a outside like thing uh, In- inside? Sti- you know what I mean? Does the body heal faster
2: no, inside it d- or it, it, outside? It, it, you know, it I don't know how to
1: answer that question i think it heals at the
2: same rate yeah but the thing with the gi thing you know surgeries is that you if it leaks it's a it's yeah bad, it's a huh? catastrophe right because then it's an intra-abdominal infection mm-hmm. you know yeah. you get an infection out here on your leg it can still be very dangerous but if you just open it and drain it it's good well plus you can right. see it right and you can like, see exactly yeah whereas if you get something on the inside then you know you're gonna have to go back in mm-hmm. and, and so you know but it's pretty amazing how fast the body, even after surgeries like that, you know, within a day or two, they're having you have liquids and bowel function returns usually
0: in 48 hours in most yeah. folks. And and it's, it's
2: I mean the body is an amazing thing. It really know? is it I, really I, does. I
0: never thought I'd ask this question. I am asking for a friend, but I you, you mentioned it before the a couple of comments before, but I'm actually kind of curious now, but mm-hmm. what <laughs> What is diarrhea? Why does the body have diarrhea? What is it trying to do? I think we I know just the answer. That, the I know, water. but I know, but is, <sighs> is the is the the goal to re- to remove the, the the stuff from the body? But how, what is going on in the body that causes that? Is it, it, that it, sounds- it's so? There's not you know
2: at that point, especially for the food poisoning. There's not there's not a goal right. There's a it's a toxin mediated effect where it's it's causing these things to not that normally work to not work properly. So you have all these things. And then once the the toxin is washed out of your system, function returns. Right,
1: so it's not really washing it, it out of your system. It's not like a yeah, it's not no, like, like a cleansing a, function or anything. It's right, like, you it's know, not like a fire hose some, or something like mm-mm. putting water on a fire. No, no, no. Yeah. And,
2: then, and then eventually you know it, it gets it gets back to and there's lots of reasons people get diarrhea and that's just just one. I mean you can get a you know viral or bacterial mm-hmm. or, you know mediated diarrhea and, and other cancers, certain cancers that cause diarrhea. Like
1: that. What is the best gut health measure you've seen as of recent fiber. I would think if you could, if I could say two things, I would
2: say everyone should drink more water. Uh, Every day. 64
1: ounces of water a day minimum. Is that like the milk jug? Uh, Or is that a little more? uh,
2: It's pretty close. I mean, you
1: drinking water all the time. All the time. you got the water bottle. Mm -hmm. I didn't see you with the water bottle Yeah, the game. Um, There was a, I mean, not to pick on you, but I I was watching. There's some days
2: I'm not, I'm not good either. Yeah, but uh, <laughs>
1: most days I'm pretty good. Yeah, all the time, water,
2: water, and then eating 25 grams of fiber a day. Uh, and then if I would add a third thing is is cut your portions down to half of what yeah. we probably probably. We consume. I mean, if you yeah. if an average American, you know, I, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably eating at least 4,000
0: calories or more a day. Wow, so, so don't, just, don't get the think. large at
1: McDonald's. Just <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I would just, suggest just to stay away mall. from McDonald's altogether. <laughs> McDonald's is some evil empire. I mean, there's some there's some bad going Sorry, on Sorry, Mike, if you'd <laughs> yeah, sponsor yeah. McDonald's. Sorry, dude. McDonald's, yeah. but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Verat, what's one of the worst cases you've ever had to treat, if you can talk
2: S- Some speak- of the worst cases, um, you know, they always end up being cancer kind mm-hmm. of cases. And the, the ones that are tragic are the young ones, you know, yeah. the, that uh, are bad. And, and the one that I have, um, and it's not even a GI cancer. It was a, a very young lady. She was in her 30s, and um, she had metastatic breast cancer and uh, her cancer had spread to where it had um, just pretty much taken over her liver and and so her liver wasn't working at all and so she was jaundiced Mm -hmm. she was just yellow because it it wasn't like they had sent her over because sometimes you can get some cancers that'll block the drainage to the liver and you can put stents and open it up but it wasn't that it was just so far gone and and there's really just nothing i could offer that young lady you know i i still remember her face i remember the room that i saw her in in my clinic with her husband and Basically, just having to tell them that I really don't have anything to offer. And then those are the No liver are,
1: transplant or anything like you that? You can't do a
2: transplant if somebody's got cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the immunosuppression increases your risk for cancer. And so oh. then it would just be kind of like fertilizer for the kids. Yeah. You yeah. just, you just oh, can't wow. do it. So None that's that. been, that's yeah. basically like, that, you know, she, you know, had to go to hospice. And so it was pretty. That one was a. that was And a this bad was one. a
1: normal, healthy. Normal lady just got just a really bad breast cancer. Ugh. You know. Uh, like, was it. Uh Like too late, Uh, you know. We're always looking for somebody. If like, oh, you drank too much, you ate Mm -hmm. too much, you didn't Mm -hmm. get checked out early enough. Mm -hmm. But it was that one was
2: not her because she was younger than even when mammograms would have started, you know. And 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 so it was just a bad one. And and, you know, I've got I've got a lot of other you know, see a lot of sad things in medicine. And and there's some of the you know the ones that are also uh, sad are the ones that could have been preventable, like the alcoholics, you know, that this drink themselves into into the grave, you know, and they know they need to stop.
1: But it's an addiction and they just can't stop. And, and you see them and you're, you watch them leave and you're like,
2: there's yeah. no way you're coming out yeah. of this. Yeah. I mean, I've really high functioning people. I mean, I've had executives and, and you know, yeah. wonderful families and right. all the opportunities in the world they have to do anything they want and they're just in a cage. Yeah. How often alcohol. would you
0: see somebody like that, the alcoholics that can't stop?
2: Um, you know, He's- I've,
0: Is it a weekly thing?
2: Not no. I would say it's actually less now, and I I think part of that is um, I've been doing this for 16 years. When I first started, there weren't a lot of uh, liver, just pure liver specialists, the hepatologists. Mm -hmm. You know, there weren't as many as there are now, Mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of those folks are getting shuttled that direction. So
1: I'm just not seeing as many. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the numbers have gone down. But I think the the general practitioners are starting to talk about fatty liver disease, like raise liver levels too, yeah. which may pull people exactly. away from it I think, a little I
2: think I think that's a great point. I think the primary care doctors are doing a great job and trying to hit it at the beginning and yeah. early on and maybe kind of,
0: you know, get people to 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 realize that hey, they're really doing a lot of damage. And- yeah. How many, what percentage of the American public would you say is overweight? Is there a a general stat on that? I'm sure there is. Are we all overweight? No.
2: And I want to say at one point it was 50% because I think it was 50% or more. Uh, But it's, you know, because you you, you base it on BMI, right? Mm -hmm. So normal BMI is less than 25. 25 to 30 is overweight. And then over 30 is obese. Over 40 is morbidly
1: obese. But they lowered the levels, right?
2: Um, I like think those have been years ago? pretty s-
1: constant, Yeah, I think. Okay. I, mean, I could be wrong on yeah, that, yeah. I'm sorry. But,
2: um, you know, now the, the problem is that, you know, I'll see somebody and has a BMI of 30, it's almost just like normal. You get a little desensitized, Yeah. but you know, yeah. it's not normal yeah. you know, to have right. a BMI of 30. You know, that's, that's, you know, putting you at risk for high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, all those things. COVID take
1: things one way or the other on
2: like some of those? Uh, yeah, everybody gained weight that's what everybody talks about i've got that covid 20 or the covid 19 yeah. you know you know yeah. they, they've all gained weight yeah mm-hmm. and so i think it, in in that regard it is uh, the majority of people have gained weight I
1: even think. the people who bought the Pelotons? During even COVID? those folks yeah they never used them worst worst thing you can put in your body before we get to the fecal transplant question no um, no um, i got a few worst more things that. Um, go ahead yeah oh, i mean
2: alcohol right Alcohol, I mean, in excess is a definitely an issue, and just too much of anything. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm being so generic. I know, yeah. But really, it's just I think if you do everything in moderation, small point, mean, you know, small portions of. Look, it's fun to eat. Yeah. It's fun to have a drink every now and then, right? You know, it's just when you do it to, to excess, that's where we kind
1: of. I once get heard into that trouble. nacho cheese is one molecule away from pure plastic. Is is there not any sure what that's in there? To that, no. I don't eat it because yeah. you know, and I'm not going to say I've never had it.
2: Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, uh, at the UT
1: football game, perhaps, maybe, on a, maybe so,
2: but on I, a just, streak. I've i taken it off the list. Now. Yeah. I just, I'm, yeah, I'll just yeah. celebrate it in another way. A ahead.
1: marshmallow. We were talking about marshmallow. What exactly is marshmallow? I'm not sure what the I don't even
2: ma- like. So the marshmallows, I, I don't I try to avoid gelatin. Why? Because uh, I just feel bad of where it comes from. It comes comes from, you know, like, what is it from? Uh, like collagen and the devil yeah yeah it's it's, an animal yeah it's a kind of animal byproduct gelatin is i had no idea so i'm a vegetarian
1: so in general it's gonna stop the marshmallow consumption in my house
2: so they have non they have marshmallows without gelatin Mm, they're not as they're not as free ice cream they're not there's one um i don't know if i can mention specific stores but uh, trader joe's has a good one that doesn't have gelatin and it's pretty darn good and it melts like a regular one for a
1: s'more So fluff, you know, the popular sandwich making... It's like some kind of collagen from an animal. It's, it's, just, gotta be. it's just gelatin and sugar, right? I mean, Yeah. I, I did not know gelatin was a, a thing. A, I yeah, it was... gelatin, and, gelatin is an animal byproduct. Well,
0: first off, why is a 55-year-old man eating marshmallows <laughs> at home anyway? That's the real Peanut question. Peanut butter and fluff sandwich. <laughs> I'm just trying
1: to relive the old days, man. Fifth grade. Right, ask him the fecal question. <laughs> fecal transplant. Okay, we're yes.
2: So fecal transplant, you know, it was something that we talked about when I was a, a fellow back, you know, a GI fellow from 2003 to 2006, but it was not readily available it was a treatment for a particular colon infection um, called C. difficile or Clostridium difficile, which is um, uh, an infection that you see in folks that have received antibiotics. The antibiotics uh, sort of kill off the good bacteria in our mm-hmm. system, and then this bad bacteria can kind of overtake. Um, although, is that
1: yeast? Does yeast come into play here
2: or no? Not okay. in the colon. Okay. Yeah, not in it. It can in other, antibiotics can cause yeast infections as in other areas. Okay. But not, okay. In general, not in the colon. But can it in the gut? In the esophagus, okay, you can get it. Okay. Yeah, you can get esophageal fungal infections, okay. and and that, yeah. But so this, um, uh, but now even with c diff, c diff has changed, and to where even folks that have not received antibiotics can get c diff. If you've been in a hospital or a nursing home, those are high risk settings mm-hmm. where you can get this infection. So the treatment is go figure antibiotics, uh, different antibiotics, and that usually will work. But sometimes you have to treat multiple times. So they've now developed different antibiotics that will treat this particular infection, they were getting to a point where some people were just bas- they were losing their antibody. colons because they couldn't fix it. And they were just having massive amounts of diarrhea and just not getting any better. Mm-hmm. And so they would, they would, you could lose your colon, which you can live without a colon. It's not a great way to live, but, but you right. can, Wait, you can use, you can just overuse your colon? Like it's just Well, overused? it was just, yeah, well, it was just, it was infected and it was yeah. just infected and mm-hmm. some people then they'll get dilated and, and just, they'll just stop working. It's increased risk for just overwhelming infection or sepsis. So yeah. they just have to come out because otherwise they were going to die. If you get the colon out, you got to do the bag? Uh, for a short time, probably. Yeah. And then they can sometimes then do some other things to okay. like make a little pouch or, yeah. you know, make it to where it's Another maternal. cookie buddy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, so what happened was some really smart folks said, you know, well, what if we could just reintroduce normal bacteria? And so they started this idea of if healthy donors could donate stool, and then if you would just instill that stool in the colon, would that get that person to repopulate a healthy population of, of bacteria and get rid of the C. diff on itself without any further antibiotics? And darn, it works.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, who, who, like, who's the first, this boggles my mind, like, where does the idea come from? Then is it like at the the school where it's like, my husband's working on a very, uh, very advanced grant of, you know, fecal <laughs> transplantation, you know, like, who says, like, I don't get this. And then it's like an astronaut, you know, like, first man to the, like, I'd like to volunteer for the trend, like. Yeah. you know i don't know i'm, I'm i don't know the history <laughs> of it uh you know and and uh i can i can tell you later
2: i, yeah, I don't know that yeah. i don't know the history of it but the 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 crazy. so that is since evolved to where now um they found that you can actually if you do a long you know, do an upper endoscopy longer one where you go into the small intestine you can instill it that way and it works why you would want to do it i mean Seems like the other way seems better. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> and also now that the newest thing is they have like capsules, like stool capsules that if you can, that's what they're working on. Right. I've right. not seen that. It's actually been out. Yeah. I've not.
0: That sounds reasonable. That. Even yeah. You swall- probably took
2: right?
1: it from the people smuggling heroin <laughs> through uh, swallowing <laughs> exactly. condoms full of it at the exactly. airport. So then
2: that could that, idea? yeah, could that potentially get rid of these, you know uh of infection. So that's really where the fecal transplant came about.
0: Interesting. interesting. But
2: there's interesting the whole gut biome uh is a very um fertile ground for research right now because they're mm-hmm. saying could that be our you know our natural uh population of bacteria could that Right. um determine if we're obese or not. Oh, really? So that's that's really kind yeah, of new like cutting edge a physiological stuff. Yeah, because there's something yeah, is there's something else going on that could be contributing to to obesity in some folks and Right. And then, you know, do you do a transplant to hey, a healthy donor from yeah. say I want Michael Phelps' stool?
1: Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> you yeah, too? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, On I'm the, just you know Is kombucha sp- good for you?
2: I mean it I I mean it's fermented. I mean, if it has probiotics, that uh, you know, that there's are, a thought that probiotics, you know are they good? You know, they can help some people, yeah. especially with irritable bowel type symptoms. You know, gas, bloating, cramping, mm-hmm. and it does help some people. Some people, it
0: doesn't really do much of yeah. for them. Uh,
2: it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. in general. Yeah, you know, it's either going to help you or not do much. Yeah.
0: What about expiration dates for? that? Uh, you mm-hmm. see, if food abs- expiration dates all the time, how how real should we pay attention mm-hmm. to this stuff? Um, I I do uh, just because it makes I would just think about it.
2: Right. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Is that, <laughs> just a, is that just is that a silly question? <laughs> no, no, it's take not. A,
0: you, take them seriously. Yeah, I usually yeah.
2: do, but you know, I think that you know, I'm sure at like you know, folk, you know, food banks and things. I think they, you know, I'm sure that there's a built-in window, y- exactly. Yeah, you know, to where they could still be used and say, folks that just really need, you know,
1: I can give thing. you a, a little first-world uh, experience with that. One time, I was at my grandmother's and chumped into a bag of uh, cheese puffs and when those disintegrate begin to disintegrate in your hand but then very quickly in your mouth uh it it would be it would have been smarter to look at the expiration <laughs> the date. Fair, 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 yeah. fair. <laughs> what about
0: so I uh I am you're a vegetarian you said I'm mm-hmm. a am a pescatarian so mm-hmm. I don't eat meat uh mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on meat chicken things of that nature I think it's I human think
2: diet? you know I think it's um I will say I think for the planet the best way is is vegetarian Mm -hmm. just because raising um, livestock and poultry and uh, now even, you know, fish farms and all it's harder on the environment takes more water, you know, takes more resources. Right. Right. Um, In terms of on a more just individual basis, I think it's fine to eat meat. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think red and processed meat should be the smallest portion or part of your diet. Um, The world health health organization, probably it's, I want to say five to 10 years ago, came out with a, pretty um, explosive statement that saying that, you know, eating red meat causes cancer. And usually these kind of organizations, they don't put out such definitive type
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, papers, but man, they did it and it made a lot of people mad mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, that had uh, a lot of monetary interests, uh, uh, sure, uh, sure. you know, with, with meat and meat production. Right. And, um, and they actually spelled out how much you should be eating. And I don't know the numbers, head. But I would just say it should be the smallest portion of your diet. Um, we should all be eating more fruits and vegetables, more vegetables than fruit because if even fruit has natural sugar, it's still sugar. Right. Yeah. Um, so it should be more, more uh, of that regard and whole grains and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, you can get, you know, as a vegetarian, it is difficult getting protein. Uh, you got to think about it. Um, I eat eggs, so I'm not, you know, I don't, When I, mean, I do dairy. Um, uh, not so much dairy, but I do, I do do some and, and, um, you, you can do it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of plant-based protein powders now. So if you really had to, right, you, can, right. you can, you can get it in other ways. But, yeah. But I think eating, you know, I think that eating meat and fish is, is fine. It
0: just, like I said, it should just be the smallest part of your diet. Sure. You're a father of three, as you told us, mm-hmm. uh, is, is a, as a parent, three mm-hmm. of us are obviously, mm-hmm. but what, what's a good, good advice, just generally speaking for kids these days, you said enough things already is so urged a general statement. You could give You know, us- with the
2: kids is it's always just trying to get them to eat a balanced diet. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, when they're younger, they may just want to eat one or two things and, yeah. you know, and, and then, you know, you get tired. He's like, Oh, just eat it. You know, we all do that. How mm-hmm. much, how many times we oh, I don't just eat it. He's hungry and he's going to eat this and then we're good. So even as being vegetarians, I think that, that, we had, that we were eating too many carbs, you know, we were not eating enough just green leafy vegetables. So that's still the, I would just say, if we're going to push something green leafy vegetables, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and eating less sugar for the kids. Mm-hmm. Fair. Like, yeah. Eating, You know, they didn't have a sugar recommended, you know, daily allowance for sugar until the last five years.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think they said it should be less than 30 grams a day. Uh, a, a standard, you know,
1: Coke, as thirty five grams of sugar.
0: How much
2: do
1: you think that cookie
2: had?
0: Oh, uh, the
1: ones you had? Yeah, I had two. Tw- twice that. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I just had four X probably the standard sugar. Yeah. B- Being B- as
0: they were sugar cookies, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: They <laughs> were delicious. Yeah. So what would you say that the the green leafy vegetables probably best thing you could put in your gut? Like yeah. if you had to choose one f- well, let's do this. Mm-hmm. If you guys had to choose one food to live off of the rest of your life. Wine what would it red be? wine. Right. It would. Yeah. Red wine for sure. That might be a little high on the sugar intake. Uh <laughs> what about you, Verat? Well, if one so the question is one food to live off of the to rest live I mean, I would just if I would say one, you know, more vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice. I choose pizza.
0: Pizza, yeah. Yeah. We thought you might but I don't
1: that. I would probably die before both of you.
0: You think I would die first if I ate well, pizza you're, or if you You're pizza 55. You're, wine? you're you're expected to die before probably I the think. wine.
1: Probably the wine. The wine would kill him. <laughs> <them. laughs> yes. Probably thank so. you.
0: <laughs> Bye, J-Dub. <laughs>
1: All right, well, super thanks for being here again. Yep. We we for did sure. have some technical difficulties first run, but uh, yeah. we can't appreciate it enough. And, um, you know, this is super important. Do you ever get, to, I was thinking about it as we were asking you all these questions. Do you ever get tired of being this kind of doctor in the sense that uh, everywhere you go, mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's like, oh, you know, I ate this or <laughs> I did that. You know, they're all probably talking about their stomach where it's like, geez, Louise, you yeah. know. No, I, I love it. I really, I can't imagine
2: doing anything else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, really- for me, it doesn't feel like work. Uh, I get to meet just wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people of Fort Worth are just the best uh, mm-hmm. salt of the earth, very appreciative of healthcare and their doctors. Um, I have a wonderful staff. Um, we just uh, take care of people, but we have fun all day long. We laugh and we joke. And yeah. uh, that's in my office at the endo centers, even at the hospitals. I mean, they're just the best people. And I don't feel like I work at all. That's and, and it doesn't bother when people ask people do ask me things. Yeah. Um, in general, it doesn't bother me. There are some, uh, you know, maybe a little bit just not the right time, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but, but uh, no, it doesn't bother me. And it, it's, I feel it's better than a dermatologist. Yeah. You know, dermatologist like, hey, can you look at this? And can you yeah. look at that? Nobody's asking
0: me to you know, look at anything right. per se. You
1: mind stepping in the men's room? We've enjoyed yeah. the time. This is fascinating yeah. stuff. So how yeah. can
0: people find you? Barat? Yeah. So we,
2: um uh, we are, my group is called a uh, Texas digestive disease consultants. Uh, we're part of the GI Alliance, which is a, a nationwide organization now. So GI Alliance has an Instagram page. Um, TDDC uh, also has a, a local website that you can look into. And, right. and uh, we have uh, just a wonderful group of doctors and nurse practitioners. Um, um, and uh, at what, the ready to take care of anybody. That what kind of
1: photos issues. might people find on the GI Alliance Instagram page? Just, uh, just, uh, just headshots. Okay. okay
2: just headshots, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we ask our guests yeah. before they go, mm-hmm. aside from family and kids and all, mm-hmm. the, all the familial affairs, mm-hmm. do you have a best day of your whole life? Oh, shoot, and uh,
2: what, I can't remember what I said last time. Best <laughs> what day do you mean life?
0: last time? <laughs> I feel like I've been here before, that's why.
2: Yeah,
1: right. yeah. You um,
2: have. Best day of my life that's not related to kids or family.
1: Correct. Well, you came through some heavy times, remember? I maybe it was like that. We didn't get into
0: that as Yeah, well. you know, I he mean, I can answer for himself. Sorry, I'm just giving you know, a hint.
2: You know, I um <laughs> on a personal note, I mean, yeah, I mean, getting into med school was a was a mm-hmm. was a big deal, you know, cuz I wasn't you know, it's it's really hard to get into med school. You yeah. know, and I didn't think I was going to get in. I got in, so that was a big deal personally, you know, that it was a uh, because then at that point I felt like my adult life was um, the path was now concrete. Like, okay, now I know I'm here and I just have to work hard and I can get to where I want to be. Yeah. And, and, and it really did work out. Um, that would be the number one, the family one, you know, there's too many family ones to to mention. I mean, the boys are amazing. Uh, they are just, uh, you know, that's what I look forward to. My wife is amazing and, you know, uh, she's had some of her own battles. So, you know, beating her beating cancer was a big one. I know you said not family-related. Yep. Um, and then um, uh, the Longhorns winning the national championship.
0: Oh, uh, I had a feeling that might come up. There it is. There it is. Yeah. That in was fo- a nice in football, moment. In yeah. football. Right.
1: And uh, it's been a long time ago now. So. Some might consider that a fecal transplant of its own. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm well, ready for another one. Well, at, thank you for close. the time. We've yeah, enjoyed thanks it. For thanks right.
0: for joining Fortitude. Thank you, Captex Bank. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. Thank thanks. Thanks, Barat. Thanks, guys.
2: Appreciate it.